Quiet on set. Rolling. Action. Action. Hello. Hello. So I'm Sebastian. And I'm Caitlin. And today we have here with us a special guest. Yes. Special guest. Hello. Yourself. I am James. I go to school with our two lovely hosts. <laughs> And uh, the second they told me that the next episode was going to be Uncharted related, uh, I knew I instantly had to be a part of it. So here I am. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We're excited to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So welcome back to another episode of Movie Review. As yes. James said, today's episode is Uncharted. Yes. So when did we see this film? We saw this Mid- film about March? two Tuesdays ago. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know it was still in theaters at this rate. Yeah, it came out. <laughs> let me see. It came out officially February 18th. So it's been out for a little bit. Uh, and it stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle, and Antonio Banderas. Love it. Mm, that was quite the cast. Quite the cast. Directed by Ruben Fleischer. I can't say that I recognize that name at all. Definitely I really not. enjoyed it. So shall we go into what this movie entailed? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so many of you might know Uncharted because of the video games, video games mm-hmm. that I never played personally. Not because I don't want to, I just I just haven't had the time or whatever it is, but I do have the game and eventually I'll play it. Mm-hmm. So as you may know, video games translated to movies usually don't do great. Usually. Usually. Yes. They've been getting better. They've been getting much, much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and um, this movie gave like a glimmer of hope <laughs> for video game adaptations. That's good, because I didn't even see Sonic. So, but yeah. I Sonic the Hedgehog is really good, but that's not today's topic. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely got to go see it then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, so this movie is obviously based on Uncharted, the game, the video game. And it just takes place where in a place where Tom Holland is trying to figure out like what happened to his late brother. Well, potentially. Potentially late late brother. brother. (laughs) Brother that he lost. Yes, mind you that the main character's actual name um, is uh, Nathan Drake. And he is recruited by the character Victor Sully Sullivan um, to sort of recover this lost fortune that his his older brother was like obsessed with had some Mm -hmm. knowledge on and uh the movie basically opens up with um nathan and sam um in like an like an orphanage foster home sort of situation there um they it's clear that they have like this adventurous um, <laughs> sort of criminal side to them as they break into a museum to uh, try to steal a map. So which doesn't go well. Which doesn't go well, obviously. So Sam either faces um, being arrested, um, or he could just Please. disappear, which he did, free, which is what he did. So um, that's the last time Nathan ever saw him, and so he's really sad. But then we see Nathan in the future as the adult Tom Holland. Um, he is a bartender in New York and also a little bit of a swindler as he, <laughs> you know, kind of steals some a little watches, bit of pickpocketing a little bit of pickpocketing. He's very skilled at it though, because even the audience doesn't really pick up on it until you see him pulling out the things that he's <laughs> found. Um, but he is being tailed by Sully, because uh, of course Sully is sort of been watching him and wants to recruit him to finish what his older brother started. Um so yeah, and that takes them to 
a auction house, uh, a very glamorous one, where they are auctioning off this key um, that the character uh, played well, by Antonio. Well, a craw. It's a craw that yeah. many people don't yeah. know. Mm -hmm. That it's a key. It's a, it's it's a key. We need <laughs> the audience figure that out. But it's it's the MacGuffin in more simple terms. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, so Antonio Banderas, Banderas's character is from a family, a Spanish family at that, who believes that this cross belongs to them by their blood right. He's very rich, so of course he can afford it. So Nathan and Sully have to go uh, to extraordinary lengths to cause a distraction in order to steal it. <laughs> we um, know immediately from those interactions who is technically the good guys and who's technically the bad guys, as Antonio Banaris' character has a lot of people working for him and wanting to help him out. Um, so there's this grand escape, but they do get the cross at that point which then leads them to barcelona yes nice little barcelona and that's when we meet a, another character who i guess worked in some capacity with sully but clearly they had a falling out with each other um let me find her name i was having uh chloe frazier chloe yep that's her yeah, name chloe frazier so she's played by sophia alley and so chloe she's at first super apprehensive and tries to steal the cross for herself but little does she know that nathan's very quick on his feet can catch up with her and also knows his way around this very old notebook that he deciphered to the captain's diary yeah yeah it's kind of complicated i won't go into too much detail but he's able to decipher this notebook which she can't really do so of course she's like sort of forced to help them out so they go to uh, I believe it was like a monastery or, or just a church, a church. and they went back down to the yeah. catacombs um, to try to find this gold and they're following the clues. Um, Which I think is pretty great, but highly yeah. unreasonable. Very highly unreasonable. There's some really funny parts of them trying to get through obstacles. They find out that part of that catacomb has been turned into like a nightclub. Um, and then of course... Um, was it like a KFC? Another part of and another part of it was like a KFC. Like yeah, it, um, everything like Chloe and 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 Nathan are stuck in like a um, a room that's directly underneath a modern day fast food restaurant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's that's the that's part of it. Yeah, so we get through all of these different like levels, trying to get to the very end to find the treasure. It's very much i think which made me pretty kind of excited like about playing the video games because mm -hmm. i never tried it yeah but then we get to the end and we find these huge jars <laughs> and they're just it's just full of sand with some scrolls in it but like the treasure is not there you have to like look at the scrolls that are inside of the thing so chloe decides to do a 180 and stabs them both in the back. So I miss them in the back. <laughs> the situation uh, with all most of the characters mm -hmm. is like a love hate relationship that you go into like Very a roller much. coaster with all of them yeah. throughout the entire movie. Which was translated really well from the games because it's exactly like that in the games too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely felt like you don't know who to fully trust, but you're still rooting for Nathan just because he seems definitely, just as yeah. oblivious about oh, all of this yeah. as us, the audience. So, um, now the bad guys uh is revealed <laughs> to have been working with chloe to obtain the scrolls so that they can find the location of the gold was that 
it was in Asia, but I'm forgetting exactly what part. It was some island. Oh, I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the island specifically. I don't remember the island name. It, they had to travel pretty much to the location of where this gold is actually buried uh, inside of these ships, which we'll see in a little bit. Um, but of course, um, Nathan and Sully are also going to be fine. They're one step ahead, ahead of the game as well. And they are also tailing Chloe. So now it comes the my favorite epic action scene is on this plane mm-hmm. when, which is actually the begin the, the opening yes, scene it actually opens on this scene as well so it's nice having like the 180 like oh now we know what, what happened to get up to this point which is so, something that the games do as well and i was really happy oh, with really? oh great this movie. i think yeah, i, so I wanted to start it uncharted and it opened up in like a desert or something like that i can't quite remember yeah mm-hmm yeah, Uncharted yeah. 2 is the one that does that trope the most, mm-hmm. uh, where you, op- you open up having to climb a train that has fallen halfway off a cliff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, like, about maybe five, six hours later, you find out why you were on that train and have to replay oh. the whole sequence in a different mm-hmm. perspective. So they were taking directly from the games with that oh, that idea. Cool. And it, it, it was done really well in the movie because they did, like, an original version of that instead of just mm-hmm. taking one directly from the games true oh i love that then <laughs> that is really cool yeah i just want to point out really quick ruben fleischer's um filmography because he's actually doing quite a bit yeah and he's done both zombieland he's on gangster squad venom the 2018 one superstore wow and- i love i love um the zombieland movies what can you believe this he was a director for santa clarita diet <gasps> i love that show <laughs> But yeah, he's on a couple other ones, like shows and movies and whatnot. But those are the main ones, more recognizable names. That so he's helps. done. A, he's so done a I bit. have actually heard of this person. I just didn't know the name. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> Venom probably gave him a lot of uh, oh, yeah. insight into like this kind of action mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. and Zombieland, obviously. Yeah, Zombieland gave him the experience with like the suave comedy that mm-hmm. Uncharted exactly. yeah, is known for. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so now we're we're in this plane. The bad guys turn on our lead villain, Mankata. So now everyone's turning against each other. They are falling out of a plane. It's a very long sequence of events, but they basically, Chloe and Nathan end up in the middle of the ocean, drifting <laughs> on this huge container shipping container to them then find they this, wash like, up amazing on a resort island. yeah a resort island and they're like score perfect but Sully's nowhere to be found <laughs> you don't know what's happening with him so because Chloe um had information uh with the scrolls and everything he I guess in a way got Chloe to trust him enough so that she was able to like fall asleep with him in the room mm-hmm. um so that he could start deciphering the maps so he discovers where the gold is actually like hidden. Um, <laughs> he discovers it by using the letters that were sent by yeah, his brother. Yeah, his, his older brother was sending him postcards from each location where they, like he was traveling with Sully um, in the past. And those postcards actually helped them discover how to solve the mystery of where the gold is located, which I thought was really nice to like pull that in. I had a feeling the postcards meant something because they kept being brought up over and over again. Yeah. But well, it's, it's the whole Chekhov's gun kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Introduce something in the first exactly. act, you have to use it by the third act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so then he 
decides he doesn't want to have to deal with Chloe turning his back, her back on him. So he leads her on a wild goose chase and then he goes <laughs> to get the gold. Sully's already there for some yep. reason. Like he figured it out too. Well, um, it's because of the GPS. Oh, tracker. right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's why. And then, then there's this, uh, it leads up to this really amazing action sequence. So oh Mankata's men have spotted Nathan after Mankata's dead. After Mankata's already dead. Has spotted Nathan going to the cave where these huge ships are. So they follow him. He didn't really cover his tracks very well by getting a boat and everything. Um, but then Nathan <laughs> and going finds right the in front boat. of them. I know, yeah, seriously. Nathan finds the boats. He hides in the boat with Sully as Mankata's people start getting um onto the boats and checking them out. Uh, and little do they know is that the whole goal is to pull these ships out of the cave. Because it just happened that the cave had a giant hole. That yeah, it just <laughs> happened. And it just so happened that the ships were in such good condition that they could handle being lifted off of the ground without crumbling mm. into a million pieces, which is also another fear. Um, so helicopters raise the ships off of the, the cave and they start flying through the air to, I think it was like this huge like landing strip mm-hmm. boat kind of thing yeah. i forget what those those ships are called uh so then it leads to this huge action sequence where <laughs> sully is able to i just want to um, point out that that cave in which the ship was um hit in actually reminds me a lot of the cave in pirates of the caribbean true after the mermaid sequence yeah although yeah i, I can see that oh in the in the case of this they stole it directly from uncharted 4 mm-hmm. hmm um i mean that the sequence of events goes differently but the final boss fight i guess spoilers to uncharted 4 i mean you <laughs> had time it's been out for like five or six years now but mm-hmm. um the final boss fight of uncharted 4 is on a pirate ship filled with gold <laughs> nice. uh, like and it's in a cave pretty similar to that mm-hmm. so and, and as we get into the review process i could talk more about how the game how this movie kind of cherry picked stuff from the game but yeah in the meantime we'll finish up our summary Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> yeah so there's um so he's able to incapacitate the helicopter um drivers is that the right word for pilots <laughs> pilots yep that's the right <laughs> word for it so Sully's now having to maneuver this ship without destroying it as nathan is on the actual ship fighting off mancada's men left around although i guess we should well, stop they're saying up. they're mancada's men because no, they're, they're under the they're under her name's Braddock, played by Tati Gabriel, which is the one that kills Mankata to then yeah. take over all of the men. There's a lot of characters that that turn their back on him, but she's like their new leader. So there's this huge action sequence, and there's really close calls. There's some amazing kills. I loved oh those goodness. kills. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it ends with um this very like, climactic point where you don't know if Sully is gonna save Nathan or save his backpack of gold that he's took from the ship and you're really questioning like slowly make (laughs) the right choice here i know you can do this um so they let the ships fall to the bottom of the ocean where they should belong uh they'll be the property of the the countries where Mm. the ships fell um i think i think he got some gold out of it yeah like a couple bars yeah had some stuff in his pocket they did save nathan congratulations they're buddies <laughs> and then um james you mentioned this when we were talking about it earlier um how they have like this little 
after credit scene that which is actually um shown on the trailer itself which Mm -hmm. is funny yeah but then yeah the the mustache the mustache scene i'll talk about that when we get into the review why they did that why they put that scene in the trailer okay good because i I was really confused i was (laughs) like i forgot about this but like why is he at the end why is it at the end? Yeah, no, I'll, is no one talking about? I, I, I'll talk about that briefly uh-huh. because there's a whole story behind it. Definitely. Okay, great. But yeah, and then the, uh, the other after credit sequence is finding out that Sam is alive and oh, in prison and he's still writing postcards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, at I'm this point, like, literally just stay on, on the theater or just Google yeah. if the movie has an after credit scene. More often than not, they're having like two every time. I blame Marvel for, for that entirely. Yeah, yeah, but... Marvel did start mm-hmm. that trend. And, and no, no, no. I want to point out. It. I want to point out really quick. We found out not too long ago that the Princess Diaries has an after credit scene. Well, like it wasn't unheard of in the early two thousands. Yeah, and but Marvel was what set the bar for everyone to be doing. Yeah, it. I feel like that's mm-hmm. when everyone started just like feeling that there's definitely one. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't there be one? Yeah. So now that we have done a decent summarization of everything, how do we feel? Do we love it? Do we hate it? What was the consensus? I thought it was pretty solid. I mm-hmm. thought it was a good first go. I I'm, I think, and I, when I first saw the movie, and I actually saw it opening night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh great! Because uh, I was excited for this. Um, I what I was saying even back then is that I feel like this movie kind of mirrors how the games went a lot. Yeah. where the first one drake's fortune was pretty rough around the edges but was still pretty good and then what they needed was that starting stepping stone to then start to the second one which is almost a masterpiece of gaming mm-hmm. so i feel like we need a sequel to fully see where this is going to go yeah um the one and only big everything i hate is mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg needs to get out of this film he was possibly the worst choice they could have ever made for Sully. Really? <laughs> and I know why they kept him around because they already signed a contract with him before this movie entered mm. production. But like, uh, he's terrible. He was the worst part of this whole movie. I gotta um, say, and it's funny you say that because every time I see it, I'm like, I don't like this movie because he's there. Yeah. Not because well, so of anything against them. Just- Sebastian, when you play the games, you'll realize just how poorly he's okay. encapsulating such a brilliant character like Sully. <laughs> he just like funny. I cannot take him seriously. True. Yeah. Well, so here's the story behind him as far as I'm to understand it. So this movie entered production like eight or nine years ago. Hmm. And it was wow. originally supposed to be a direct adaptation of the first movie. <laughs> with Nathan Drake being the age that he is in the video games. And Probably Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be Nathan Drake. Oh. And then sh- stuff got shifted around and then it became a prequel to the games instead of like a, a direct retelling. Mm-hmm. But Mark Wahlberg was already signed on, contracts were already signed and everything, so they kind of just shuffled him into another role. <laughs> Which makes sense um, because now he will look too old for whatever age. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. No, Tom Holland, uh, on the more idea of, of casting, Tom Holland and whoever played Chloe, I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Both of them were absolutely stunning in their roles, mm-hmm. in their respective roles. I think Tom Holland was a great choice for a young Nathan Drake. He's got that and I perfect think that if you have the opportunity North. to have Tom Holland and or Zendaya in any of your films, <laughs> just go for it. Do it immediately. <laughs> I did like how the game or how the movie took stuff from each game and 
almost turned it to be original. So like you had the 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 pirate boat from four, you had the the wake up in a weird situation and then explain why from later uh mm-hmm. from two. Like you had the um like the whole like sully nate dynamic from pretty much all of them you had the elements of him and his brother's past from the third game like they cherry picked a whole bunch of stuff from each game but then turned it into something original that was pretty pretty solid representation of the franchise as a whole and i think that's actually (laughs) really interesting because it gives whoever has played all of the video games even more opportunity to see this and still be excited about what's about to happen. Because exactly, yeah, I've seen this story over and over and over. No, it's completely new and yeah. it's just something adapted, and you can be excited both for the new story and also because you're realizing that these different segments are taken from that game that you played, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes it that much more interesting. I will also say, while while I was already on the topic of Mark Wahlberg, that the reason that they put that after credit scene in the trailer is because there was some serious fan outcry to the fact that Mark Wahlberg refused to grow a mustache for the role. Because Sully's, like, key characteristic is his mustache. Okay. So, like, the fact that Mark Wahlberg didn't want to grow a mustache for the role angered a lot of people. Oh, I bet. So they they threw that scene in the trailer because they wanted to say, hey, look, we managed to... we, We gave him a mustache. Like... And and no one knew that it was going to be the after credit scene. Obviously, when it was yeah. first in the trailer, uh, and I was actually kind of pissed that it was the after credit scene because I was like, dude, the mustache is like his whole character. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and that just plays more into the idea that Mark Wahlberg was a terrible choice for this character. But now, uh, he has, now that ties him down to like you have to have a mustache for the sequel of this movie. Well, the great thing is, is if they um, depending on how much they well, yeah, uh, depending on how much they want to age up everyone for the sequel, if they do sequels. Uh, he can leave. They can get someone else and go an older Sully. True. <laughs> Definitely. Like, yeah. Especially since the after credit scene teases them, teases the story from Drake's Fortune, the first game. So mm. just age up all the characters and then ditch Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never played the games, like I said, so I don't know his personality on the games, but I want to think that Johnny Depp will be the perfect cast for that character. It needs to be a little bit older, but I kind of like where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Johnny Depp though in his like fifties though? Oh, he can do whatever he wants. You want someone older than that? Was he really? That I mean, Sully in the games is probably in his sixties. Sixties to seventies. He's he's gray haired, gray mustache, like that Kicking whole thing. He's been around the block a few times. Yeah, so the guy that um, plays the Green Goblin. Oh, uh, Willem, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe yeah. maybe. I, it's actually kind of funny because I hadn't ever really thought of who could play Sully. The mm-hmm. uh, Uncharted fan film. That was on YouTube that gained a lot of traction, had a pretty good casting for Sully. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but uh, um, I did like that we had a cameo from Nathan Drake's voice actor in the movie, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Chloe and um, Nathan first wash up on the beach and they like walk up to that dude in the beach chair. Mm-hmm. That's Nolan North. He's the voice actor for Nathan Drake. <laughs> oh, wow. So how long ago was this happening, supposedly, based on, like, how old they're supposed to be? Uh, so, I mean, the movie seems to be playing with timelines a lot. Like, it seems to be carving its own path because I think, like, they're probably 20 or so years younger than they, they are in the games, even wow. though we look like we're already almost at the first game. Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So the timeline itself doesn't really match. His late 30s. 
in the games and Sully in his 60s. So I'd say Mark Wahlberg was probably in his 30s in this, supposedly 30s, 40s, maybe. And (laughs) I think one thing that I love from the movie, as you mentioned it, is the kills i think yeah, yeah the kills are fun yeah. for that i was like yes there's those <laughs> lashes there's ship and smashes I loved when the guy like got just slammed into a On boulder rock, yeah. that was my favorite one oh. the, the action was very very well choreographed uh-huh. quite graphic like yeah that was a brutal death but it was good like, <laughs> it, was very good. it was really interesting yeah I think overall the movie was um, really well done. Mm-hmm. I think it was a pretty solid experience. Yeah, I feel like I will go see it again because yeah, um, is like is this kind of like mystery movie that you can mm-hmm. probably like, find more things about if you see it again. Oh yeah, and, and obviously you play the video games, and there's so much more information that you can gather from that. Mm-hmm and understand the character better so imagine like watching this movie before playing the video games then playing the video games then watching Mm -hmm. it again i think Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a whole different experience yeah i i do want this movie to succeed and and thankfully i think it did all things considered uh because this is the first movie out of playstation productions oh uh, a brand new film studio organized out of playstation officially uh to adapt their properties into movies and tv shows so okay. Uncharted was the first project out the door. Mm-hmm. And then um, next spring or next summer, we have a TV show based on The Last of Us wow. uh, coming out. Uh-huh. And then sometime in the near future, uh, a movie based on um, Ghost of Tsushima as well. Oh, that's uh, with, a, nice. with a three main projects coming out of PlayStation Studios at the moment. So I wanted Uncharted to succeed purely on the idea that I want to see more PlayStation productions. <laughs> yeah i played uh, the last of us briefly maybe like one third of it and man i love the last of us both of Tsushima, like the first mission i want to point out so uncharted's budget was 120 million dollars and so far globally they made 226.4 million on uh, the eyes of hollywood that's not that much yeah but it's like almost it's over twice the amount of money that they had well, yeah, they made, it made a profit a, definitely yeah but we're we're living in an age right now where if a mil, if a movie doesn't make like close to a billion dollars it's a failure mm-hmm. that yeah that's true like and i hope they don't see it as such because i want them to keep going and i think which they can they only did, get better to keep going but yeah which what they did with the uh, after credit scene i feel like they have to give us a sequel now mm-hmm. there's well, no yeah. way I mean, there's plenty of movies that have teased sequels that have never gotten yeah. to make sequels. <laughs> yeah. So stars out of five, how would you rate it? Like a four, four out of five. It probably would be a five out of five if Mark Wahlberg wasn't in the movie, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I love the personal hate for him. Because <laughs> I, feel, I feel it. I, I really feel it. <laughs> what about you? What, what's your stars? I'll give it a four too. I think I'll also give it a yeah, four. Yeah, I think it was really fun, yeah. really entertaining. Um, took you out of your seat when you had to. And the action sequences were incredible. And like I said, the kills were fun. And Antonio you know, Banderas was a very good choice too. Oh, Anything yeah. Kills Antonio Banderas. I love that. Yeah, I love him so much. And uh-huh. he played a perfect Uncharted villain. Like, <laughs> I want to mention really quick that one moment in which Antonio Banderas kills his own dad. Mm, oh i'm so sorry is that something that happens in the game uh no his character doesn't exist in the games 
he's a whole he's a brand new character is there so, anything that ha- takes place in, in spain or barcelona itself um i mean yeah spain comes up every now and again kind of the whole world is throughout the whole mm-hmm. franchise you got to think of, there's six games in total now yeah. and a novel and there was a mobile game there's not anymore there was a comic book series they've gone to pretty much everywhere at this point Shall we go on to some official reviews of this film? Yeah, I'm very curious to read these because okay. I, I I didn't read any official reviews around the time of the movie's release. I was trying to stay as unbiased as possible when I saw it. <laughs> Smart, because it's mixed reviews all around. Yeah, um, I can imagine. So, so this first one's from RogerEbert.com. He gave it a two out of five. Oof, and wow. this was the reasoning. How is a movie based on a video game more soulless than the game itself? The knock against the world of gaming has been that they lack a human element, but Ruben Fleisch's Uncharted feels emptier than the award-winning franchise on which it's based. Dominated by green screen special effects and thin treasure hunting plotting, Uncharted fundamentally lacks the sense of adventure that turned the Sony games into some of the most beloved of all time. Wait, hold on. So he insults the games for being soulless and then t- says that they're the best PlayStation games ever? In a he way, contradicts yeah. himself. <laughs> how is the game more soulless than... How is the video? How is the movie based on a video game more soulless than the game itself? Yep. So and then he, gets, he then proceeds to go on to say that they're the best games ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's missing the point on like the relationship between Drake and his brother... And, like, he's not really trying to find the treasure mm-hmm. itself. He's trying to find his brother. Well, yeah. so I think he's also, like, it sounds like he just has a a, a hatred for Uncharted, the game franchise. Yeah. And obviously you're going to hate the movie if you don't like the games. Yeah, I, I will say he did he did go on to type this out. It's not quite as disastrous as some video game adaptations, and it's at least light enough on its feet to never insult the intelligence of its fan base, as so many of these movies tend to do. However, yeah, Uncharted seems to want to ride the goodwill of the video game adventures of Nathan and Drake, no, Nathan Drake, more than create any of its own. It takes no risks and feels like a bare minimum effort in terms of storytelling. Roger famously said that video games can never be art. The one this the ones on which this movie is based on are certainly more artistic. I mean, I, mean, I think that the movie did a pretty solid job incorporating all of the ingredients that makes the Uncharted games yeah. the masterpieces they are. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it, it it stumbled a bit on the landing, but I think that was just because this is their first outing. I think they could get better in time. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I think all in all, they did a good job with mm-hmm. like what they had. Like no one was expecting much because the reason that it was a movie based on a video game. And we all know that more often than not, those suck. Yeah. So all in all, mm-hmm. I think they did great. I know I watched, I think it was the Assassin's Creed video game movie. It yeah. came out like a while back. Yep. I definitely did not like that one. Like, so, it's not even like, compared to how much. What's really funny it. is that you can compare it to Uncharted in a lot of ways because it was trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing Uncharted successfully did. Yeah. <laughs> it was exactly. its own independent story aside from any of the games. It wasn't directly mm-hmm. out of adapting any Assassin's Creed game in particular. It was its own story. And it took elements from each game and tried to be like, hey, look, it's a reference. Mm-hmm. And like, although I don't fully hate the Assassin's Creed movie, I'm kind of indifferent to it, like I am to the Assassin's Creed franchise as a whole. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it was trying to do the same thing Uncharted did way better. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I totally was behind this story significantly more than the other one. Now, one game that I really enjoyed when I was younger was The Prince of Persia. Mm. 
and I will defend movie. the Disney movie till the end of time. I love that. I, love I think that movie. that movie did really well. I don't know. Just to point out a couple other movies, like I feel like we tend to forget that there is people that have successfully done this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. My biggest success when it comes to video game movies, other than Uncharted, obviously, is both Sonic the Hedgehog, the mm-hmm. new one, both mm-hmm. one and two, actually. And the uh, 2018 remake of Tomb Raider. Mm. That movie yeah. was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to see about Mario Bros. Because I know there's a movie coming. Yeah, for that. yeah December. <laughs> with Chris Pratt as Mario. I'm scared. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> there was one Mario Bros. show, I think. Oh, and there was a movie back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Too. This, this is that the second I think movie. Sucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's got its own charm, but it's definitely not Mario Brothers. <laughs> So the next review that I have is from Forbes and hmm. the the title of it says the critics must be crazy. Tom Holland's Uncharted movie is great. So nice title okay. overall. Um, hmm. Uncharted is a swashbuckling good time, a film that deviates in some ways from the video games, but sticks to their spirit, aesthetic and themes in every way that counts. They go on to say that Tom Holland works quite well as the younger version of the treasure hunter. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And then, of course, brings up the differences um, compared to the video games. Um, I was, she goes on to say, I was actually pleasantly surprised by Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg's performance. Wahlberg and Holland play well off one another. And as a young Drake and young Sully pairing, they pull it off. Again, we're in the spirit of the game's territory here more than simply the look. So I guess she's not played the video game. <laughs> she says they still managed to bring the duo to life. Unlike the game's story of the beginning of their partnership and friendship rather than a relationship that's been built up over the decades. Okay. I'll give her that because in the games, they're already supposed to have known each other for like a good solid, like mm-hmm. couple decades at this point. But in the other side of that, in Uncharted 3, we get to see their origins as a duo and it's way better played out than the movie. <laughs> The movie did a really bad job putting the two together, but once they were together, it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I liked the way Uncharted 3 did it better. And in an effort to not make this a way too long of an episode, I won't indulge in that. <laughs> I don't know if he's been in any comedy movie, but I just think his face looks funny. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, his biggest com- comedic thing was Ted. He was in the Ted Oh my movies. goodness, that is exactly why. I hope we never meet Wal- Mark Wahlberg by all the things that we're saying. No, I think, that, I think that is exactly why, because I really liked the Ted movie when I watched it a hundred million years ago, can't. and I just cannot unsee it. I mean, Mark Wahlberg's entire career and all of his family are kind of just mediocre as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> so the very last review I have is from TheVerge.com. Uh, its title is Uncharted's Road to Gold is Plagued by Its Bros. Drake and his dad in the club meets Tomb Raider, is I guess how they decide to describe okay. the film. Um, it's a testament to the idea that the longer much buzzed about adaptations of beloved franchises linger in development hell, the more likely they are to emerge from it. That is, if they ever do, as warped misfires that might have been kept, better kept in the drafts. Uncharted isn't the first movie this that is true of, but unlike so many other adaptations in this class, which tend to feel hamstrung by a lack of understanding of what people like about the source material, you do get the sense watching Uncharted that everyone involved vaguely gets what all the fuss is meant to be about. <laughs> Uncharted knows what it's supposed to be. The problems that it the problem is that it is profoundly uninterested in being that thing. 
Which is really funny because that's exactly what people were saying when the first game came out. Hmm. Really? And and yeah, and look at where the franchise is now as a whole. Like it, um, back when the first game came out, it was also compared to Tomb Raider a lot, hmm. and it was compared to Indiana Jones a lot. And of I, of course, it was. Um, I I obviously was too young at the time when the first game came out to like fully know the world around it. But now that I've watched a lot of stuff in retrospect and read a lot of stuff in retrospect it got a lot of that same hate where it was like it knew what it was doing but it was doing it kind of wrong <laughs> like, yeah i mean it's it's its own genre in itself so like what else can you do yeah like it's with all of the mafia movies like goodfellas the godfather all of that yeah. you can compare them because they're the same genre mm-hmm. but there is a certain level that you should not surpass because there are like different stories they do have their own characters they just happen to be the same like kind of mm-hmm. life you mm-hmm. know definitely yeah do you have any other reviews for us those are the three that i chose but like i said it's it's decently mixed a lot of people yeah. bring up the video yeah. comparison obviously because it is based off of those <laughs> yeah um but i don't know i really liked it i would totally recommend it to everybody who has i would agree but all right now I, I guess i have to play the video games and just come back to it and see what's up yeah, do you have the Nathan Drake collection or do you have like just the first game? I think I do have the Nathan Drake collection. Good. The yeah, one that free with PS Plus, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uncharted 4 is um, available on the PS Plus collection on your PS5, I think. Uh, and then if you have any interest going past that, I also own The Lost Legacy, which is kind of Uncharted 4 and a half. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, so it was supposed to be a DLC to Uncharted 4, mm-hmm. and then it was so big that they released it as its own spinoff game. Oh, nice. Starring Chloe and Nadine, another character from the game franchise in their also, own. Also, Chloe is a character that happened to be in. Oh, yeah. Chloe's in all of them, uh, but the first one. Mm. Oh, I love that. Um, oh, that's great. She, she took over the role in this movie of Elena, which is the character from the games that is... Okay. Uh, Nathan Drake's love interest. <laughs> Which seems um, to be the case on this one as well, somewhat. Well, no, what I'm saying is, is Chloe fills in the role of Elena as his love interest, because Elena is his love uh-huh. interest for the first and the second okay, game until Chloe shows up, and then it turns into Chloe for a little bit. So <laughs> Chloe is Chloe in the games, but it's a different like character. Yeah, well, um, I mean, yeah pretty much but i think it's just because they tried to age her down and put her in a place where she technically isn't in the game's canon so makes sense great i mean do you have any other information before we finish the episode uh i think i'm just about good on my nerdy rants of knowing (laughs) way too much about this franchise (laughs) i don't know about you guys but i I really don't know how big the likelihood of a sequel is i think it's hard to say i'd say it's pretty high but i think um It'll be a bit because I think they're going to yeah. focus on some of their other franchises first. Yeah. Uh, because the PlayStation Studios family of properties is huge. Mm-hmm. Like didn't it's Tom- almost limitless what they could make from it. And didn't Tom Holland said that he wanted to take some time off to make a family? Uh, I don't know if it was for family specifically, but I know he was um, he was like, quote unquote, retiring for a few years. Yeah. Like... <laughs> it might take a while, but I, I I'll give it like an eighty percent chance that it it happens. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it all depends on um 
how the other projects from PlayStation yeah. Studios fare. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us TV show and the Ghost of Tsushima movie. Yeah. At some point or another. Um, but yeah, because PlayStation Studios has so much to draw from, I think they're not going to focus on sequels, at yeah. least at yeah. first. Because you got to, I don't know if you're familiar with the PlayStation Studios family of brands at all, but PlayStation essentially owns a whole bunch of development studios that have made games like Uncharted, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, Infamous, Little Big Planet, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. Like, um, I'm just expecting so the the movie for God of War. Yeah, <laughs> I would love a God of War movie, and I know oh, I know the fan casting for that is Dave Bautista, the person who played Drax in Guardians of the that Galaxy. Is so perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think who he'd make a good Kratos. What is Gamora? What is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we'll see a God of War movie at some point or another. I think we'll see how Ragnarok does later on next year. First, I that's feel a, like that's the sequel to the 2018 game. Yeah, I feel like for a God of War movie, I will definitely bring back the character that played um, Ragnar Ragnar's son in the Viking series. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the Viking series, but <laughs> He's obsessed with the Viking series. But yeah, anyways, that was all uh, from our side. And thank you so much for ha- being here with us today. And thank you so much, James, for uh, sharing your knowledge of the video. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that was it from us. And we'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed it. And, and cut. cut.